0: And now I'm warning you, like she always (laughs) says, because Pastor John may be a giant, but she's the giant slayer. So (laughs) Uh, I would love to announce my favorite person in the whole world, the best pastor ever, (laughs) Pastor Ann (laughs) Holler. Thank you, baby. I love you you too. Amen. Well, good morning to all of you. Uh, Dr. Holler is out being an apostle in mckinney texas this morning and we thank greg hall for driving him there he's always faithful to help us with that and also i wanted to give a testimony about a healing also mike would you stand this man had cancer today he is cancer free (laughs) god is still our healer amen doesn't matter how bad it looks God makes a way amen well I want to talk to you today about what makes a house of God and uh, uh, this is called a heart for God's house I love the house of God because this is the kinda of thing that happens when you're a part of it and it's very important that you make this a priority John and I went to church before we were even walking with God we tithed before we walked with God because we understood God's principles and so that's what I want you to get today that God, his eyes are on it and his heart is in it. Amen. In Genesis 28:10, it says, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows. Uh, That's got to be rough, (laughs) having a rock for a pillow. And lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. That's why we pray that way. God bring them in. Amen. Amen. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Have you been there? You've been in church, your mind's out in your world and what you're trying to deal with, and so you're not not tune, in tune with what's going on in the Spirit. It is very important to be attentive to the Word of God because things just like this can happen to you. Amen. Whatever need is in your life, He's here to meet that need, exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think. So it's very important that you turn this off and turn the heart listening on to hear what God has to say to you today. So, you know, it's just, it's very easy to get caught up in the world and, and all of the things that we have to do, but that's why you come here. Every service that we have, that's why you come here is to set all that aside and sit and listen to what God has to say to you because you're here today and he will speak to you everybody here. That's so great, isn't it? That he comes to meet with us. I mean, he's in us, but there's a special thing of when we meet together as brothers and sisters in Christ, that things happen. Amen. Uh, Verse 17, and he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Now, what he said, he was afraid, that's not the right word. It should have been he was in awe of what God was doing in that place where he was. I mean, he was just awestruck. He's thinking, wow, I am at the right place at the right time. And, you know, that's very important. And he realized this is the gate to heaven. Mm -hmm. That's what this church is. That's what this church is. It's a gate to heaven. It's an opportunity to receive Christ so that you will go to heaven. I did a funeral yesterday, first one by myself. Wow. (laughs) But God was good. And, you know, I just explained to the people, it doesn't matter what you've done. God is a forgiving God. And if you accept his son, who paid a horrible price for you, then he doesn't see you anymore. He sees Christ in you. And so you are clean because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. That's so important that you see yourself as God sees you because you are a blessing to him and you are Jesus's reward. You're going to heaven. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing, but that's not your reward. You are Jesus's reward. Amen. Amen. And Jacob rose up early in the morning And took the stone that he had put For his pillows And set it upon a pillar And poured oil upon the top of it And he called the name of that place Bethel Which is the house of God But the name of that city Was called Luz at the first And Jacob vowed a vow saying If God will be with me And will keep me in this way that I go And will give me bread to eat And raiment to put on so that I may come again to my father's house in peace. Now, y'all remember what Jacob had gone through. A lot of people called him a scoundrel, but he wasn't. He obeyed his mother. And back then, there were no laws, except you obeyed your parents. And so Rebecca, evidently, she didn't trust God enough to know that he was going to receive what he was supposed to receive from God. And so she talked him into deceiving his father to get the birthright. And so he had to flee the country because of it. And he's just wanting to go back to his family and be at peace with them. I don't know if you've ever been estranged from your family. I have. And it's not a fun place to be. You know, sometimes we have to set ourselves away from our families. That's what happened with me. And uh, and because, you know, I got tired of crying all the time because of all the drama. I don't like drama, and so my husband, thank God for my husband, he said, you will not go back there again until this gets fixed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good to have a husband that takes care of you and has your best interests at heart, because I didn't have the strength to quit going to see my family, but when he gave me that, it was years before I was able to really spend time with my family again, but now... God has completely restored our relationship. God. And my family, almost all of them are saved now. So don't give up. You know, if you need to step aside, go ahead. It's okay. It's a time of the Lord working on them too, yeah. you know. So he just wanted to go back and be at peace with his family. And then he says, and this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give a tenth unto thee. And then in 1 Kings 9, 3, it says, And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed the house which thou hast built to put my name there forever. And mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. God will always be here from now to eternity. Isn't that a wonderful promise? Yeah. In Second Chronicles, it also says, For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name be there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. You know, you wonder what uh, Jacob was afraid of, because he didn't have to be afraid, but like I said, he was in awe, is what it was. I mean, you look at what God's telling him that he's going to do for him. He said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father and God of Isaac and the land wherein thou liest. to thee will I give it and to thy seed. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north and to the south. And then thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This is who we are. Yeah. We're the blessed because God is here. And God wants our families here. That's another thing I try to teach people to believe God. He says, you and your house shall be saved. And that's what he's done for me. You know, I mean, I love my family, especially now. But back then, I mean, it was hard to believe God for them. (laughs) But now, (laughs) I'm I'm not going there. (laughs) But, you know, it doesn't matter how rough your family is. I mean, think about the Apostle Paul. This guy was a murderer, killed Christians, but God saved him. So if he can save Paul, he can save your family. Isn't that true? (laughs) (laughs) And behold, I am with thee, will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of. Another good deal. So, Jacob had nothing to be afraid of, only all these promises were his. And so, I just thank God for his goodness. What is the house of God? It's a place where people can dream dreams. You know, nowadays, uh, well, in the last few years, people have really become alert to their dreams. Whatever your dream is, God wants to make it come to pass. And uh, Eric called this morning, our son Eric. uh, He's going to look at another church. I won't say where it is, but it looks like another church is coming into his hands. So he had a dream night before last and called his daddy. And John told him what it meant. And then he called this morning because he had had another dream. And he said, this is about that church too. So I was teasing Eric, and I said, you know, it says old men will dream dreams, so. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) But I can't make too much fun of that because I'm his mother, so that makes me older. (laughs) Amen. But God wants to give you dreams, and it usually comes right before daylight. If you have a dream and you cannot get it off of your mind, that's a dream from God. Yeah. And he's trying to speak to you. And you need to figure out what that dream means because it's usually not what you think it is. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, Allison knows that. She's got all the books on it. And uh, I had some, but somebody took them away from me. But anyway, that would be my daughter. <laughs> <I've seen her. laughs> anyway, there there's a, a collection of books that actually tell you how to interpret dreams and I would suggest that you get them I just don't remember the name of them them. she has pictures of them so if you want to know about it you can come and see Miss Allison after the service because our dreams are very important I mean think about the dreams that Mary had that Joseph had I mean all these dreams that people had through the years that guided their steps to get them where they needed to go and God wants to do that for you Second, it is where people receive the promises of God in verse 13 through 15. You know, he has a lot of promises out there, and they're all for you. You just got to read them and claim them because they're yours. And third, it is where people awaken to the reality of God. That's why it's, it's just so important to be aware of what's going on in your church service Amen. because it can change your life forever. Four, it's a place where people make commitments. John and I made a commitment forty-something years ago when we turned our lives over to God that we would be in church today. Because mm-hmm. if you get up on Sunday morning and try to make a decision, you won't make the right one. Right. <laughs> you just won't. Uh-huh. You know the enemy is going to come in with everything he can. Ah, yeah. you won't. It won't hurt you to miss one service. Right yes it will have you ever missed a service and then you saw everybody the next time and they were going man you missed the best service we've ever had (laughs) it's like you're going did you just not want me to see that lord what's going on you don't want to miss anything that god has for you because it's always wonderful yeah that's good uh years ago i know some of you have heard of oral roberts i mean kind of who hadn't but it was when back when he was having tent meetings and we had a, uh, actually, at one point he was the director of Christ for the Nations. When we went to Bible school at CFNI, John Garlock was one of our instructors. Amazing man of God. But he would travel with Oral Roberts, and if there was a miracle, he would go, he, you know, he would find out what had happened, when it happened, and how it happened, and he would take it back and report to Oral Roberts about it. Well, one night they were having a huge tent meeting. I mean, people were lined up all the way out the tent door and just, you know, and he prayed for this one, that one, this one, that one. And it just went on forever. And so he finally was exhausted. But there was this lady in that line. Her Christian neighbor had come over to her, and the lady had a little blind girl. She couldn't see anything, had never seen anything and her neighbor went next door and she said why don't you take her to that tent meeting god can heal her and th- now this woman was not saved the neighbor that had the little girl she was not saved and that's why god is no respecter of persons so just know that so she said what, what will it hurt what can you lose so she went so she was in the line way on down he had already prayed for everybody, but as he went out, he was saying he would go by, and say, Lord touch this one, touch that one, heal this one, help. You know, he just went all the way out the door. All the way out until he got finished. Well, the next morning the mother came into the living room. They were very poor people and she uh the little girl had to sleep on the couch at night because they didn't have a room for her. So the mother walked in the living room and flipped on the light. And the little girl says, Mama, what was that? And she said, what was what? She said, that's different. Turn the light off again. And so she flipped the light off, and she says, that's the way it was. And she flipped the light back on, and she said, what is that, Mama? She said, that's light. That's light. Now, she wasn't completely healed at that moment, but you know, there's scripture talking about recovery. And so uh, every day she got up, she could see better. She began to see images. And then she could see her mom's profile. And then she saw her mom's face. And John Garlock went back and got the record of everything that had happened. And when he got there, the little girl was at the kitchen table coloring in a coloring book, completely healed. God has a miracle for you, too. It doesn't matter where you are in life. He loves you, and he'll do anything like that for you. All you have to do is ask and believe. Amen? Amen. And God did not bring you to this church for your dreams to die. He brought you here so you could have dreams that would come true. And then it talks about this is that dream dream. In Acts two seventeen and 18, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Like I said, I guess that means Eric's old. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, Brother Osteen, John Osteen, Not Joel, but we knew John. We used to go to his uh, pastor's conference every year. And uh, he gave us a word years ago when we were in San, well, when we were pastoring in San Angelo, we would drive to Houston for his conferences. And John and I had been talking about uh, starting a church, pioneering a church in Austin. And we were, you know, you know how you plan? Well, that's probably five years out, you know, (laughs) as God laughs in his heaven. (laughs) and so (laughs) and so we went to brother osteen's conference we just love that man he had a great impact on our lives and uh, he preached get out of the boat get out of your comfort zone and i mean we were comfortable in san angelo we had one of the largest charismatic churches there we owned four city blocks we had six acres in the most expensive part of San Angelo, and we were going to build a new building. I mean, we had all kinds of plans. We had hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. We were living the high life. And God said, go to Austin and build a church. You know, you can't argue with that. You just can't. When God calls you, you have to go. Well, we went to the conference in, uh, it was April or May. And in August, the first week of August, we had our first service in Austin that quick god's timeline isn't like ours in case you don't know that and i love this song he's in the waiting and sometimes you just think i've waited long enough can't we get this going (laughs) but there's perfect timing with god and when he times it everything goes well that church in austin is still going today so our, our younger son, Brandon, and Jennifer, his wife, pastor there and in Lockhart. So, you know, and when uh, when we, was te- we were telling Brandon that, you know, this is going to be yours because we don't have a big bank account. I believe we will have before our lives are over yep. because I know that God said everything we put our hands to would prosper. Yeah. But what we have done is given all three of our children churches. Yeah. And what they make of them, that's up to them. This is your inheritance. Make it big. And that's what they're doing. So, and God is faithful. But Brother Osteen used to say this. Great it is to dream the dream. When you stand in youth by the starry stream. But a greater thing it is to fight life through. Fight life through. Fight life through. And say at the end, the dream is true. Can you raise your hands today and say, thank you, Father. My dream has come true. My dream has come true. Aren't you grateful? God is so good. He will bring your dreams to pass and your wants because that's who he is. Well, it it is also where people receive the promises of God. Uh, I've never heard anybody teach this, but my husband, and this is a revelation that God gave him because I've never heard this from anybody in all the years. There are three universal judgments. The first one is the curse of death when Adam and Eve sinned. The second one was the curse of the flood with Noah. And the third one was the curse of the Tower of Babel, the confusion of languages. But you know what? God has redeemed every one of them. Yes. Because these, the first one is the new birth. The second one is water baptism. And the third one is being filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. He fixed it all. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. I mean, you just think about what an amazing God we serve. Yes. <laughs> he, he, and these are the early steps of Christianity, of our faith. You know, you get saved, get water baptized, and get filled with the Holy Ghost. And it changes you forever. You know, God gives you possessions. He will bless you personally with whatever you need. You know, I'm like Paul. I've had and I've had not. But in everything I was I was in, I abounded. You know, even if you don't have everything you want yet, He will give it to you because that's His will. And then you have progenies. God will make you fruitful. Uh, both our boys taught at the conference at CFNI this past week. John and I were up there all week. And uh, I was so proud. They had them talking about what it's like to be a pastor and how to deal with situations and how not to become bitter and angry at the people of God. Because, you know, sometimes people can be mean. (laughs) They just can And if you're the pastor, you're just supposed to suck it up and get over it. And that's what you have to do. And, you know, Eric taught you have to have a revolving heart as a pastor. Because some of the people that you think are going to be with you till the end, they won't be. And you have to let them go. Because you know, if they leave for the wrong reason. Somebody said, well, what about going after the one and leaving the 99 if they leave? And I said, and he said, well, most of them are offended, so you don't want them back. I mean, that's just a fact. There are people that leave because God calls them to leave. And that's just the way it is. You know, uh, when we've had to leave our assignments through the years as pastors. I mean, some of the people got mad at us, but when you got the call, you got to go. You got to obey God first, not man. I mean, it would be nice to be able to say, you know, we had remodeled our house in San Angelo for 10 years, (laughs) 10 years. (laughs) We'd bought an old Victorian house and I just about had it like I wanted it. God has a sense of humor <laughs> I just think Amen. and our little youth pastors lived next door to us and she came over and I was packing stuff up and she goes how do you do this How do you you almost got your house just like you wanted it and now you're leaving explain that to me Amen. and I said well there's houses everywhere and he's got another one for me yeah, right. so you have to obey that call And he he will honor you for it. Every time we've moved, it's been up. So that's the way God works. So just know that. Uh, We used to have a family in our church, actually one of our elders. This was his son and daughter-in-law. He had a business. It was called the Silver Bullet. And what he did, he was an excavator. Well, his wife had become pregnant with their third child. And when she went to the doctor, they told her something was terribly wrong with the baby and that she was going to need to abort it so she called her mother and father-in-law and she said I need you to come over and pray for me or just believe God with me and so her mother-in-law called John to go over and pray for her and John said as soon as he stepped up on the steps the Lord said you shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in my heart and whatsoever you say it shall come to pass. You shall receive it. And so when he laid his hands on her, now they, they weren't walking with God once again, but God. And, and so uh, the doctor, I don't, which there's some great doctors out there and this was one of them. And so he had them call her the fir- on Monday and said, you need to come back in. And she, she drove dump trucks just like her husband. They ha- she had her own little truck and everything. It was really neat. And so she said, I don't need to go in. I- John Holler laid his hands on me, and God healed this baby. I don't have to worry about it. This baby's going to be fine. And, he's, and our mother-in-law said, you have to go back in. And so she went back in, and they said, I guess we've made a mistake. I love it when they have to say that, don't you? <laughs> I so love that so much. So he changed the name of his business to Mountain Movers instead of the silver bullet. Awesome. <laughs> so God is so good. You know, and he says his presence, God's presence, will be with you always. He never leaves us. Isn't that comforting to know that? I know that man tries to say, if you sin, God's going to leave you. But he does not. He does not. He's faithful. So just know that. Well, years ago, we knew a man by the name of uh, Howard Fultz. He had um, a mission society in Virginia Beach. And he was the professor at Regent University. And what they did, they took Bibles to all the countries where they weren't supposed to be, China being one of them. And he met this lady as he's passing out this these Bibles, and she had never seen one. And she just took that Bible and hugged it and hugged it and hugged it and said, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and then handed it back to him. He said, no, that's your Bible. She just couldn't believe it. She, she was in a wheelchair and she was, you know, she was just older and she just loved couldn't believe God had brought her a Bible so a few weeks later she calls her pastor and she said pastor I need you to come over here and lay hands on me because this Bible says I can be healed I can walk again and the pastor goes well I'm not sure I have enough faith for that and she said well I do I just need you to come over here and lay hands on me and so he did and she got healed amen Amen. isn't that beautiful that's so amazing to me God's healing power I'm so glad it's still good today Uh, you know John has been walking something out for three years I don't get it except we have an enemy and I know that through all of this that he has walked out, I have seen so many lives changed because of it. Yeah. Because he continues to get up every day and go to work. Amen. Me, i that amazes me. I don't think I could have done it. I mean, maybe, I, I, the grace is on him is all I can say. Yeah. And you know, here he is preaching in McKinney this morning. So he's still going. <laughs> And, you know, we've had so many prophetic words that he is healed. People have seen him healed in the spirit. I've seen him healed in the spirit, so I know it's going to happen. But it's in the waiting. That's where we are today. But I know it's going to happen. And it's going to be a tremendous testimony to the body of Christ because he reaches people all over the world in that Bible school. And so many lives are going to be dramatically changed when that manifests. So, you know, we need to be awakened to the reality of God because he really is real. Uh, You know, sometimes our traditions get in the way and block things that, you know, God has for us. Our little grandson, Maxwell Tate Miller, he's number 10, perfect in every way. (laughs) That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, he and Papa, he used to come over. I kept him a lot, and so uh, he was at my house one day, and he would set up at the bar, and you know we would feed him and everything. Well, John, he and John had a tradition because he loved chocolate milk, and so, uh, but Papa did it a certain way. First, he Papa would pour the milk in, and then he would pour the syrup in, and then stir it. Well, then he would ask Maxwell, you want to pour the milk? Yeah, yeah. He was like two. And so he pours the milk in. You want to pour the chocolate in? Yeah. So he pours the chocolate in more than needs to be. (laughs) And then he said, you want to stir it? Yeah, Papa, I want to stir it. I want to stir it. And he so, I mean, drank it, loved it. They had their tradition. They did it every day. He got his chocolate milk, and Papa let him do it. Well, one day, Papa wasn't there, and his mom and dad were there with me. They were sitting in the breakfast nook watching this. And so I had never paid attention to the tradition because he was taking care of it. So I asked Max. I said, "You want some chocolate milk?" And he said, "Yeah." So I poured it in, poured the chocolate in, stirred it up, handed it to him. He went, <laughs> knocked the cup off in the floor. His daddy lost his mind. <laughs> I said, "No, no, don't spike him! Don't spike him!" He goes, "You will." I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> but he had his tradition, and he was willing to give it up. <laughs> if he didn't get to do it, you know, but we have traditions that we think things should be a certain way, yeah. but God has so much more. Yes. He has so much more for you. Just move that little tradition out of the way and let God have his way. Amen. Yes. Amen. So this is, it's also a place where people make commitments. It's an amazing thing to make a commitment to the house of God because this really is your family. Like I said for so many years I was estranged from my family so I got so close to the family of God where we were and they really did become my family. Uh, It's it's so important to have relationships with people especially the household of faith because this is where your help is. But you have to make a commitment to be here. Like I said, John and I made a commitment forty-something years ago that I would be here today. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so you know, God honors that though. And you know, all of all of uh, John and me and all three of our kids are in the house of God yeah. today yeah. So good. because we made a commitment, and that is so important. You think, well, I, they won't miss me if I'm not there. Yes, we will, yeah. because you play a part in this body. That's right. You're an important part. And if you're not here, that part doesn't get fulfilled because there's nobody else here that has what you have. Yeah. You are a very special person to God. He created you just like he wanted you. That's right. And he put all these gifts inside of you that only you can fulfill. If you see yourself that special, you will make a commitment to be in the body of Christ every time the doors are open, because it is so important. If you don't show up, we're robbed. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's just the way it is. So make a commitment to be here in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, I will worship no other gods verse 21 it says so that i come again to my father's house in peace then shall the lord be my god years ago our pastor jim hester he was he traveled quite a bit even though he was a pastor he was a a missionary too and he would travel all over the place well one year he went to he called it hawaii (laughs) not hawaii he called it hawaii. And so they were in a mall, he and another guy, they they were there for a conference and they were walking in this mall and they were going by the Sears store and there was this lady sitting out with her little kiosk selling stuff. And so he he walked over and he was kind of looking at it, you know, and he goes, "Okay, so what is this?" and she's telling him. She says, "This really isn't I mean, this is my job, but this isn't really what I do. I lead people to Christ. And so if you're not saved, I would love to lead you to the Lord. She's <laughs> talking to Jim Hester. <laughs> and he says, well, ma'am, I I am saved and spirit-filled, and I am a pastor and a missionary, so I'm good. And he's, <laughs> she said, she said, well, that's wonderful. She said, you know, my pastor and the Lord raised me up to do this, to go out wherever I was, even in my job. I know a lot of people can't do this nowadays, but back then you could. And she said, I love meeting new people and leading them to the Lord. And this is my little church right here where I do it. And he goes, well, who's your pastor? She goes, oh, you wouldn't know him. He's a guy in San Angelo, Texas. He goes, really? I have a son in the faith in San Angelo, Texas. Really? Yes. What's his name? John Holler. That's my pastor. God knows right where you are. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Doesn't matter. You know, Brandon was in, uh, I think it was Burkina Faso one year and. uh My kids have been all over the world. And he met this lady there. And she goes, Holla. I used to know I have a professor named Holla. What's your dad's name? He said, John Holler. That's him. So we're known all over the world. So that's why I'm saying it's so important when his healing manifests, and it's going to, I mean, it's going to go out through all the earth. Amen. And the last thing is I will tithe. And this stone, verse 22, which I have set for a pillar, not a pillow, a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, will I surely give the 10th unto thee. It's so important that you partner with God. Amen. I'm not saying that because I'm the pastor. I'm trying to get something to you. Amen. Because as farmers in Oklahoma, we knew about the sowing and the reaping. And, you know, the word says in one place that whether you sow in the morning it be good, or in the evening, it be good, or both be good. Well, as Oklahoma farmers, we didn't always see that. It was either one or the other, but with God, they're all good. They're all good. Anytime you sow into the kingdom of God, He will reward you. He will reward you if you partner with Him. And you know, it can be awkward for a pastor to talk about that but I'm telling you your whole life could change if you will partner with God because his word is true and it does not return void and he's faithful he sees every need that you have and he will repay whatever you sow above he said 30, 60 and 100 fold that's a lot more than you give and he's always faithful to do that I've watched it throughout my whole life as we've walked with God. So just put that in your heart to make that commitment that you're going to start tithing to God and watch what He does. Amen? All right. That's all I have. God bless you.